Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. I'm great. I'm great. But, right. you know, I mean, the theme song, we just took a <laughs> ma- massive bong rip, you know, we every did. once in a while. It's not going to be like a smooth a smooth rip every single I time. I know. If we can't perfect this thing. The second you perfect it, then you get cocky. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, no one will want to hang out with us. No one does want to hang out with us. Well, That's actually not true. We've had we've had some people over the past couple of weeks um, uh, request to hang out with us. That's true. Come on the show. We've so got a waiting list now. It's really we do, embarrassing. We do. It's, it's it's like the truth. It's like we're a, a restaurant on Sunday morning ser- <laughs> serving brunch, <laughs> all day uh, coffee, <laughs> all day bottomless coffee, bottomless coffee. <laughs> yeah. Hi there, everybody. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And I did. I welcomed them to the show. I realized that I, yeah. I I don't know how many times we've actually welcomed. Our listeners to the show, we, we just kind of we just kind of say hi, and you know, yeah. which which is okay, you know. I, there's there's not a right or a wrong way to do this. Man, I wonder if anybody has listened to all 21 of these shows. This is number 21. This is 21. So, if you if you've listened to all 21 of these episodes, be the first one to to tweet us at hi <sighs> underscore dare, and we'll uh, we'll give you something special. Gosh, that'd be crazy. Hashtag Hollywood Handy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, can we uh, can you turn the cans down just a just yeah. a smidge? Yeah. How's that? That's better. Nice. That's better. I don't feel like I'm yelling in my own ear. Yeah. That's always weird. <laughs> you hook uh, up one of those little, uh, since you said cans, Yeah, it's like you put one of those little cans with the string, and then you put the other end up to your ear oh, and yeah. just blow your ear out. But it's like a spring-loaded string mm-hmm. so that it's always taut. Yeah. And it, can it wouldn't it. work otherwise if it was just a dangling. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the vibrations. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's a it's a, a rainy day here in California. Yeah, it's weird. in Los Angeles, which is it's it's apparently not usually like this. But I will say it's been it's been raining its fair share of the time I've been here. Well, you know what, uh, Bradford especially and, over the last month, Bradford and John they came down from uh, the Northwest, so they're doing oh. some house shows. John Skaggs, everybody, you you, you know him. Yeah, but they, from they, Earthship they, Radio. Yeah, they they came down and they brought the weather. I guess. They oh, and this little, show he was on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and uh, he and Steve. Oh yeah, on Jurassic Friends. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah way way back on way back on some the- of these other episodes. I mean, if you think about it, Joe, this is again. Sorry, we're gonna we're gonna fixate on twenty one here for a second, everybody. Oh yeah, this is twenty one. This is half a year. If you were to listen to one episode a week. This is our six month show. Oh, that is crazy! Like this yeah. is a big, this is a bigger deal than uh, than I think we, we're prepared to. Celebrate. Either of us, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, either neither one of us is. It's not like we were counting up to twenty one. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And honestly, I don't know that it'll be like we're counting up to fifty or a hundred. We actually had, you know, we had a string of other shows that are unaired. You know, we, we did, did like 10. We did. This is probably actually episode 29 or 30. Wow. You know, uh, when it comes blowing. to High Dare. But. I missed all the other shows we're doing. Ooh, that's an interesting so idea. Crazy. That's an interesting idea. We might, uh, we might have some archival shows that, uh, that mm. we, could, we could pop up every once in a while. We could bring them in. And we could. Do like we did with the uh, STS. But we have, to, uh, we have to put a whole bunch of like record hiss and, and pops, <laughs> like, yeah. a, like an analog record. Make it sound old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last week on High Dare. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I That's funny. That reminds me of Pee Wee. I don't know why that that, oh, that noise that, that me, you me, just me. made. Yeah, yeah. Pee Wee's playing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Dude, <laughs> which is now HD and perfect looking. Yes, it, on, looks, uh, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Pee Wee. Oh. Yeah, Pee Wee can be on the show. Man. Yeah, well, they they just they just revitalized Paul the show, Rubens. and now it's on uh, now it's on Netflix. Everybody oh, should go check it out. I'm Paul a huge Rubens. fan of him. Just of, a big fan of Paul Rubens. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay, here's the question: Then, do we invite Paul Rubens on the show, or do we invite Pee Wee on the show? <sighs> Whatever he First, would rather. I mean, to prefer. be honest, to be honest, we would. Well, okay, good. We could give him the the option. You know, maybe maybe we'll take a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> at a at a certain point. And- maybe his suit is being dry cleaned at the time, and he doesn't want to come out as Pee Wee because he doesn't have his. <laughs> and and Pee Wee's not going to show up in an Adidas tracksuit. Well, he might show up in a in a you know a t shirt with a little bow tie. That's true. Or a, just a black track like Adidas tracksuit with a red bow tie. Yeah, yeah, and he's God, that'd be hilarious. He's, he still has the uh, the shoes on from when he got up in the bar and was dancing to tequila. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the with white those, uh, platform tops. shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Dude, I uh, I listened to him on uh, he was on the Nerdist, I believe. Paul Rubin. Yeah, probably probably a couple months ago, but nice. it's a great interview. Like if you haven't, if you don't know Pee Wee Herman or the story of Pee Wee Herman or how he got into his career. It is a brilliant, brilliant show to listen to. He's he's a very interesting man in that the entire world knows Pee Wee. I mean, I say the entire world, but if anybody has any idea of him and his body of work, it's because of Pee Wee Herman. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how most people know who that is. Mm -hmm. I bet you probably 75% of his fans couldn't even tell you his real name. Well, Pee Wee's most famous film was Blow, you know? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Well, no, no, no. It was Mystery Mystery Men. Mystery (laughs) Men. With with Oh, my God. Ben Stiller. I forgot about that. Kel Kel Mitchell. Wow. Um, But. What I was going to say is that Paul Rubens is a, he's a, and I find this with a lot of comedians, especially ones that have like characters. Like I imagine Tyler Perry is probably not much like his, his character, but you can, you can see that this, this character was born from this particular brain and this mind. And it's just a, it's fascinating to watch the creator of something that, all, all we've been experiencing, experiencing thus far mm. is his creation. You know, it, so it, it was interesting to hear just uh, how he mentioned that character became almost like something for him to hide behind. Mm. Like he didn't really have to. He, it's almost like a clown, like someone who can yes. put on this suit and then you disappear behind it and you can just play this character wholeheartedly. It's like what you said. The other, it was what you said the other day. Can uh, do you think it makes it easier for somebody to hide behind, like play a character when they're hiding behind a mask or makeup or stuff like that? And I, I imagine mm-hmm. it is, but it's for for people like Paul Rubens doing Pee Wee. I mean, he he would have had to literally come up with the entire mentality yeah. and live in that mentality it's whenever such he was a genius peeing. character dude it it's, is. he he took a clown and like just made a, him a made him a a, a six-year-old yeah it's almost. like a, okay it's like a clown a six-year-old and like some businessman smashed who, together who has all the coolest toys ever i mean i yeah. wanted i wanted the chair that talked to me and the robot that spit out the magic word every day yeah the I secret word wanted, excuse me Oh yeah, the secret. Yeah, I remember uh, Big Top or Pee Wee's Big Top or whatever yes. movie. Oh gosh, that see that's an underrated movie in my opinion. I think that yeah. movie that movie was an uh, an incredible use of that character. To, to, it was one of my favorites growing up. Like I wanted that little hand yeah. scanner that he had. But yes. now being older, I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea, guys. <laughs> We're going down a road. <laughs> we, I don't know if this is good. It's on our phones. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. It takes our thumbprint. Yeah, it's my middle finger. Oh, I mean, that's big, what I give. Big Top Pee Wee was was I guess the sequel. It mm-hmm. had a, a a few people, but that was the one where he he was Farmer Pee Wee. Yeah, <laughs> he was Farmer. It was so Pee-wee, good. And there was a tornado, wasn't there? Yeah, he had yeah. to deal with. I guess the whole 
you know, the whole movie was based around him being in a small town, being the weird guy and everyone's judging him. And all of a sudden it's he's able in to his suit with the, with the bow tie. It's not like he was peewee in, in <laughs> normal clothes. Overall. I mean, he was, he was peewee in his peewee <laughs> suit, you know, peewee working on a farm in his suit. It was funny. Yeah, but he, uh, he essentially turns them like what he made. He creates some sort of like, like fruits or veggies or something where they eat it and then turns them into kids and I then they like yeah I become think, friends and yeah oh gosh I remember that? About that yeah they kind of go back to their younger selves it's a genius fucking he, he, idea man i guess he dabbles in in chemistry because i do remember uh part of part of you mentioned the the fruits and everything he uh as a farmer he grows vegetables and fruits and mm-hmm. grains and all that kind of stuff and so he would dabble in chemistry and make these fertilizers they would make his stuff grow like humongous. it was like a little mini monsanto in there i guess creating all yeah. these gmo yeah, modified yeah. fruits and veggies the playhouse yeah <laughs> um and then uh, at a certain point like i guess they're trying to run the circus out of town that the the townspeople yeah. are there and he gives them all fruits and vegetables or something like that that does turn them into little kids I they end up, they, but they're the ones that end up coming and they fill up the tent and they yeah. they're the audience and they're loving yeah. it and don't they like they turn back they turn old again, right? And then they like remember, so they're all yes, friends. At the I end, think so. Of? I think so. Yeah. I was a little bit sad because, like, they they they. Speaking of old age, I've, I got to tell you wow. about this documentary watch. But yeah, they kind of get older again at the end of the movie, and I always remember thinking, like, why don't they just stay young? Now they got to freaking <laughs> die. They're just older yeah. now. They're Come like, on. Oh. Well, yeah. but it's um, it's I guess that reminds me of Field of Dreams. You oh, know, yeah. he meets he meets the young. Uh, I see. It's been such a long time since I saw that movie. I don't remember names, but he meets the young baseball player and brings him back to the house, and he plays with the this team that's come out of the uh, mm-hmm. the the cornfield. And then his uh, Kevin Costner's daughter is choking and needs a doctor on the he, hot dog. Yeah, on the hot dog. And he like the the young kid baseball player walks up to the line because he knows if he crosses this line off the field, mm-hmm. he's going to become the old man that he really is in reality. Yeah. And he did it anyways. And then, you know, he walks back into the cornfield an old man and yeah. kind of, you know, disappears. It, it's it's one of those bittersweet moments, but it's meant to teach us a lesson. It's like I one guess. of the saddest moments I think in film history is that one. <laughs> the old man just walking off into the well, corn. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's a terrifying place if you don't if you you know if you like to make horror films. I mean, have you ever seen signs? I have. Have you seen Children of the Corn? I've not. I've not. It's, and it's that's worth seeing maybe the first few. Children of the Corn, but they're cheesy. I mean, they're kind of cheesy. Well, but. sure. I mean, a lot of a lot of those kinds of movies are cheesy, but I think that's part of their appeal for a lot of yeah. people. You know, I mean the 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 uh, nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I mean, there's still people who will just go see every single one of those movies that gets released mm-hmm. until the cows come home. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's part of their appeal. Dude, I was, uh, but speaking of getting old, I watched this documentary last night called Alive Inside. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Tell me about this. Well, it basically... Alive uh, Inside. Yeah, this guy, and let me get his name. This guy named Dan Cohen. He basically went to all these different nursing homes, and what he was researching is if music can bring somebody back who has Alzheimer's or is... uh, uh, has just completely reclused into their own head, you know, because if you go to nursing homes, you know, and I've only been a few times, but they're kind of like these, it's so interesting. They give the whole backstory on how the nursing home communities were built and kind of when they started, it became like this poor house mixed with a hospital mixed together. And so it's when a lot of people go into these places, they become abandoned and they just get, they don't want to be there, you know? And so... But a lot of them do require care. And they, but they can't go anywhere. The interesting thing about it is they require care, like especially people who shut off. Yeah. And the whole idea is this guy is going to these 
certain uh, nursing homes and he's finding out stuff about each person that is reclused into themselves uh-huh. and asks the family, like, what kind of music did, did he or she listen to? Like, what was their favorite thing? What was their wedding song? What was their favorite? So then he'll get this little iPod and uh-huh. he puts it together, puts it over their ears nice. and they just wake up. Really? And it just, they're singing and they just go crazy. And then, Gosh. and then they're actually able to sit down and have conversations with these people that n- otherwise would just, it's well, like yeah. when their kids come in and they have to shake them. Yeah. You know, just, but music being the, interesting uh, the, the, the unlocking mechanism to the I brain, you know? I believe it. So, even more, I mean, maybe not even more so than smell because they, from what I remember, they say that smell is the is the strongest sense to trigger memories, especially yeah. uh, long forgotten or suppressed memories. But I mean, I can imagine if, I mean, it would work for me, honestly. If I, if I just went into a funk for a week mm-hmm. and then I heard some, like some song that I can't ever help but smiling to mm-hmm. or tap my foot to or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm sure it could pull me out of, of whatever's coming. It's and Hallelujah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's such a great documentary because it shows you the, it kind of shows, I think what the overall point of this documentary is is showing us watchers that um, when people go into these places, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm watching it yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I do, I think about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, is there going to be a day when I'm 90? And if, would I wake up in a place like this? And then my, my dreamer self goes, there's no way I would accept this kind of end to my no, life. Absolutely no. not. And so, but, but it's interesting because the, the overall, I guess, gist of what he's trying to get out there is that people are willing to invest like governments are willing to say, Oh, someone can have a thousand dollar a month prescription, but we're not going to give them $250 towards something that could touch their heart, which the heart is what I think, uh, he's proving is that it's, if you can reach someone's heart through music or something, it wakes them up, you know? And, and I don't know, after watching it, I'm like, man, they should definitely, I think they should require that for school for, I mean, music is so powerful, man. It's like, we all listen to it growing up in our own ways. Well, but, but it causes, it causes people to think too openly, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, do, isn't it crazy? Can you imagine being 90 years old and say, you know, you have a whole life, your kids grow up all of a sudden they go off and do their things, but you surpass their life. And then your wife dies oh. off and then you're by yourself and you're in this room. That's where you get dumped in this room. And, and they force you to take medicine because they're forced to take medicine. And it definitely oh, messes with their gosh. bodies. Even when they want to, you know, there's, they were showing while they were filming a couple guys that were just like, you know, I don't want to take it. You know, I don't want to take my, you know, they don't want to take their, their yeah, meds because they know yeah. what it does. It alters their, their brain state. So my, my mom's parents were, the, they got to a point where they did need to be cared for. I don't remember my, my grandmother, not so much, but my grandfather did because he, he started to, you know, go into the hospital, you know, more frequently, um, he was probably in his early 80s. He was probably 82 or 83. Um, and then I remember him being in a in a nursing home for, um, I, I want to say it was at least a couple of years before he died, uh, just because my grandmother couldn't take care of him. And, yeah. and, and Vincent, my uncle, had, uh, he, you know, it just, the, the best situation was, was that. And I remember at one point, my mom uh, got got news somehow that, they were not necessarily mistreating my grandpa, but 
definitely not taking care of him. He yeah. was, you know, deteriorating at this place because of the lack of care. And she booked a, almost an emergency trip over there and moved him. Yeah. Like, so it's, uh, I know that that goes on. I just, I've never really experienced it firsthand. I can only imagine. Um, but I can even e- even more easily imagine that music w- could be, at least on a temporary basis for people still living in that kind of situation, could be a, a very therapeutic thing yeah. for them. I, I'd be very interested to hear some of those conversations with people that have woken up, even mm-hmm. if it's you know only for a half hour. It's fascinating to think that, you know, because they give you the statistics of like how many people like actually work in the healthcare field, like mm-hmm. in this specific kind of, um, I guess, senior care. It, yeah, um, yeah. Versus how many people are actually filling up these nursing homes, and it's yeah. pretty mind blowing because it's just. It, it, but the whole overall thing, and I said earlier, was getting to the heart. But I think what it really is is that our society isn't building and and supporting the elderly as they get older, right. we're kind of shutting them off and our world is moving so fast. They're kind of be- becoming left and left behind really, right. you know, and maybe that's what those books are all about <laughs> with Kirk Cameron and the movies with Kirk Cameron. Right. I, uh, you're right. You're right. I personally, I don't know what to do about that. Uh, because well, except, except to possibly, orchestrate my life to where I'm not moving so fast that I miss uh, all the wonderful things that I could learn from, you know, I don't want to call them the elderly because that slaps a label on them that, you know, but, but like people like Rick, I feel like like I'm five years old. I mean, people like my parents, you know, Rick and my parents are, are, are both kind of at points in their lives where a lot of all they a lot of what they have to do now is just for them they don't have their kids really mm-hmm. around anymore you know if they are working it's it's i guess as out of necessity to pay the bills and stuff like that but there are so many amazing things that you can learn from anybody that that has lived longer than you have especially somebody that's you were saying 90 some odd years old i mean yeah. people that have lived three times the amount of time on this planet yeah. that i have i can only imagine what what somebody at 60 years old could tell me. Oh, I mean, they, you know, we've seen, and we, we grow up with all this technology that we have and we kind of have seen the incremental changes as we've been getting older. But these people mm. at 90 years old, you've seen the entire thing. You've seen all of the technology, like from the conception of the internet to everything, like in an actual adult <laughs> mind, you know, but l- let alone everything that came before the internet. I mean, For sure. the internet, yeah. the internet came around in what the, the early eighties. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. things like that. I mean, the the, gosh, telegraphs were still around in World War II, and World War II was in the 1940s. I mean, isn't that crazy? Like, even when the internet started, some of those people were only like they were still like 50, yeah, 60, 40, 50, They were our parents' age when the internet started, and now they're still alive and kicking it, being having you know Miley Cyrus's ass thrown in their faces by every piece of media out there i mean right <laughs> as like uh whenever you call my phone miley cyrus's ass comes up on the <laughs> i like that noise for some reason <laughs> no but it's uh it is pretty crazy to think about like what does it do to the human mind when you see so much change that you all of a sudden can't keep up with it 
but then certain, you know, like when, when kids now grow up with the iPad in their hand, you yeah. know, they're going to have a different brain. They're going to keep going. They're going to keep creating. And so is there going to be a day where all of a sudden, you know, when we're older, we're just going to go, fuck, man, I just, I'm tired of keeping up with all of it. I'm tired of it. And all of a sudden you, you stop, you stop at some point, you pull the reins on yourself and then it keeps moving and moving and moving. And before you know it, you're six generations behind yeah. some piece of technology that you can't even relate to anymore, you know? But perhaps it's on us then at that point to make sure now that when we get to that point and things do by- bypass us, including our families, that we're either able to maintain things ourselves or we're in a in a community where we are going to be taken care of. I'm I'm not necessarily talking about living like a village or or something right, like right. that, but <clears throat> there's no reason that this little community of houses it, you know, couldn't all take care of each other Absolutely. right now. You wouldn't have to pay for insurance. You wouldn't have to mm-hmm. do this and that because everybody would band together and, and kind of do all that with you and for you, especially as you got older. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know what's crazy about that concept is even now, like my neighbors here, they're super cool. We like yeah. get together and we'll hang out and we'll just talk about stuff. But just in this current world, you know, we create community. And so just yeah. imagine if people were able to be freed up, how much closer and how quickly people would bond and be freed of like a lot of crazy mental shit, you know? Well, yeah. Imagine if people actually listened to the lyrics of the famous Michael Jackson song. Which one? Hear the world. Oh, well. We're gonna about a play. <laughs> we are the world. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I mean, it's, it's. I mean, there's so many of his there, songs, dude. So well, uh, not to say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, say anything you want about Michael Jackson, but he did do his art. At least in my in my perspective, he he produced his art for the betterment of something. If you don't People, like his music, at least listen to his, or read his lyrics. Just read, read his through lyrics. his lyrics yes, from yes. Dangerous that record or from. Gosh, any any yeah, of his records—they're pretty powerful. Dangerous yeah. is a great one. What's the oldest person you know? The oldest person I know, currently, currently, or or the oldest person you've ever actually known? Um, I would say the only per- the oldest person I've met recently would be this guy that goes to coffee house I go to. Nice, super nice guy. Always nice. wears he always has his headphones on. Nice, um, which this guy always listens to music. Nice. Um, but he, you know, he keeps to himself, but he's there every day. He sits and watches, you know, the television that's on and then yeah, drinks yeah. his coffee. Yeah. But you he's, know. I mean, dude, he, he walks around North Hollywood every day. I mean, he, nice. he's in his nineties and he's nice. just as, I mean, here's the reality is I've talked to him more than anybody else who's younger there. Nice. Uh, minus the baristas there. Nice. Who are, all of them are awesome, dude. It's a great place. Stan Lee's in his nineties. Uh, Republic of Pi. Stan Lee? Stan Lee from Marvel know that. is in his 90s, yeah. Damn. William Shatner's in his late 80s. Gosh, that guy's aging well. He's, I mean, he, I'm sure it's, it's, you know, he's had some help. Must be because of Priceline. <laughs> yeah. He's able to keep his age low. All that Priceline money. Um, mine's probably my grandmother. My grandmother was oh, born nice. in like 1925, wow. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's like 83 or 84 now. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I haven't really asked her a whole lot of her past questions, but you know, I, I, whenever I'm going through or, or questioning a, uh, something that I'm seeing going on in, in the world or politically or whatever. And I just, you know, I, I want to hear somebody's opinion of it. I, I'll usually ask her. She's one of yeah. my, my people that I'll, I'll ask somebody who, I nothing I say is going to sway her opinion because yeah. it's been her opinion for 
ever at this point, yeah. you know, um, you know, cause I, I like to, I like to hear what she thinks. I like to hear how somebody thinks and thought back in the day. Um, and, and see what about me and my present self agrees and disagrees mm-hmm. with what they have to say. And, and then just kind of incorporate it into my life. Cause I'm not going to tell my grandmother she's fucking wrong. Right. Right. You know, uh, but I, I'm because you don't have to, cause she is. I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. I'm kidding. It doesn't matter. She's uh, she's old anyways. But that's you know what that's no. funny about about uh, no no. That, but that is funny about like people getting stuck in their ways. But yeah. at the same time, like we're in a completely always changing uh, situation where you know as we progress in our world with technology and just awareness of stuff, you know, mm. people just exposing things like this alive inside thing. Like this exposes a, a pretty big hole that would be very, very simple to fix. It, and it should be very simple to fix. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're like right. the whole idea of just <clears throat> cultivating something based on love versus based on a monetary gain is well, just a complete, I know, I know it's, it, yeah. it, but the, the reality is, is if life is just concepts, it, it, it's just an equal enough, uh, worth concept to look at the other side of the of the bill, you know. To well, yeah. If you didn't have to pay bills, would you still make music and release albums for people and not charge them for it? I don't know. I mean, I, oh, mean, I would definitely, I would definitely not be charging anything for any of my art. What I, I would mean, what I mean is, if that was, if that was the side of the coin mm-hmm. we were on now, like nobody had to pay for anything, and mm-hmm. you still created music because you loved it, mm-hmm. I, is it going to detract from your your sense of your sense of fulfillment uh, as as much as if you'd charge them, you know, ten dollars for the album, and you like make you know a you know fifty million dollars on this on this EP that you just released. I mean, that's the thing is like it, money would become obsolete, so making money on your art would it's be not going to make you more happy to have made fifty million dollars mm-hmm. versus if you were literally just doing it for the love of it because that's mm-hmm. what everybody was able to do at this moment in life. You I mean, know? I'd, I'd be more honored to have fifty million people listening for free. Yeah, than- exactly. 50 million people having paid me something that I don't really own anyway. Like no one ever owns their money anyway, really. Sure, you sure. Know? You Nobody give it really back. ever sees their money. Yeah, you always got to give it back to something. I don't know? think I've ever held in my hands the amount of money I quote unquote have to my name at this moment. Man, I don't you know. know. The most money I've, well, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of money only because I did some, I did merch. Oh, sure. And it's yeah. always weird holding like a sack of like what's the, what, what's the five, most? 10 grand. Really? Yeah, that's weird. Nice. I mean, sure. Yes, of course. I'm sure it's weird. It is weird. I think I did a. Uh, what's another? Well, no, it was all transferred electronically. I did a Kickstarter a few and years back, including and, the uh, the the equipment. I'm sure you guys lugged around. Mm-hmm. You probably had a lot more than that in equipment. Yeah, five oh, to yeah. ten grand. You know. Oh man, yes. I mean, <laughs> you did a Kickstarter. Yeah, I did a Kickstarter a couple years ago, and would you uh, do a Kickstarter for? Uh, I did a an album called The Way It Goes oh, oh, a couple oh. years ago. Nice. And well, I paid for it out of pocket. And then okay. once I kind of depleted my savings yeah. making this record, because I was determined to uh, get my music and start licensing it yeah. and, and kind of trying to go that route, see if that would work. I just needed the quality pro- project. So I, you know, I paid all the best musicians to come in. Yeah. Um, paid an amazing producer, Jacob Schrott, to produce it. And we ended up putting this thing together for, gosh, I think like t- between ten and $12,000. But I did this nice. Kickstarter nice. to where I was like, okay, I've spent all my money. The record's already being made. But maybe I'll do a Kickstarter and see if I can make it back. If, yeah, see yeah, if people yeah. would be willing to um, 
support my music. And, you could and, have done that before you'd made the record mm-hmm. and still use that money to make the record, regardless. So, you know, you, you now mm-hmm. had the product already. already or I could have not made the record and just lived it up, you know? You could have, absolutely. You know, because I was living pretty people. simply, touring all the time. So, yeah, yeah. But I ended up, you know, damn. I, I asked for $15,000 to just kind of cover. Because um, it didn't, the, the amount of money didn't include printing the records sure, and all that stuff. So sure. I kind of threw an extra few thousand for shipping. For the actual, yeah. All that stuff. And then uh, ended up making 17. Nice. And so it was really cool, man. It was, That's it great. blew my mind. But well done. That was the most amount of money, like in one moment, that was transferred into my hands. Mm. That was m- like, not mine, because again, I still don't believe it was ever mine, but it was, right. it came to me and I had to like figure out, oh my God, now I yeah. can actually. I got to start printing records. I got to, you know, got the um, next ball go- going. So thanks to all of you who did support that shit. Sorry, I just have to by, mention that. No, it's no, like, no. Thank them by name. Yeah. Each one of you. Here we go. No, seriously. There's some <laughs> cool ass people out there that really supported what I was doing. Good. So, Good. Yeah. I, I, uh, I did very much the same kind of front end of that process when I did the atrium. Yeah. I paid for it all out of pocket. And I believe it cost close to, it was like eight, eight and a half thousand dollars for the mm-hmm. entire thing. Um, and then I moved out here and, and I'll say unfortunately, but I don't think that, I don't think that things have happened in a way they're not supposed to. Um, I haven't done anything with it. Um, mm-hmm. I intend to, I fully intend to, but at this moment, the the podcasting, you know, kind of fell in my lap and yeah. it's, it's something that I, I think is literally going to give me a platform because then I will have people. I mean, I know that you, you, I mean, Kickstarter, I mean, were a lot of them your fans? Yeah, I mean, just people who, yeah, I mean, just supporters of my music through various channels. You yeah, know? yeah. So it, it really overwhelmed the shit out of Which, me. I didn't think it would work. And that's that was the biggest thing was like, I was doubting myself because I feel it's so quiet as like, like here we are doing these podcasts and it is really quiet. We don't really know what our listenership is and how big it is or right. how small it is or whatever. But the potential is there's a lot of people listening, which I didn't realize there was quite a few people listening to my music and I had no clue. That's awesome. And so surprising. Yeah. It's 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 nice to be surprised in that way. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, it kind of levels you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you appreciate, wow, okay, if you just do what you believe in, everything else will come. And, and whether it's someone listening or not, it doesn't matter because here's a cool product I'm proud of. Right. And all these people help support that thing to be created, you know? So. Well, and, and, and like today, I'll, I'll bring this up as an example because podcasting is something that I love to do. And I knew the second that I sat down to do it, everything that I, that I felt or experienced today would just go out the window. And today wasn't an, an exceptionally bad day. I just felt like I was uh, kind of wandering in a haze, yeah. you know, today. Um, not, not physically or even mentally really. It was just kind of emotionally. I was just kind of like, what am I producing? What yeah. not producing, but what am I contributing? You know, what is, what is, what is it I'm supposed to be doing today? I just had mm-hmm. nothing. Um, and it, but I knew that at five o'clock when I was done, I, I was coming here to record a show. And so that's, you know, everything from this point forward is going to be right with my day because I will have done what I am intended to, what I intended to do today. Yeah. Um, and, and was destined to do and, and it will, it will change the course of my day. And again, not that my day was bad, but it, it'll, my day will end in the way that every single one of my days so far has ended with being like, yeah, today was a good day. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of crazy to think like, uh, how we, 
we play these games with our own minds. Like whenever, you know, cause we're doing a lot of stuff, like yeah. we're creating a lot of content and just, I mean, enter the com. go there. I mean, we've done Check all of us that. Out. Yes. And so officially this is for the, the high dare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we finished our website guys. We got um, it going. So uh, go check us out. Enter the elf tree. Yeah. We got hydair.com up. Hydair.com, three of movie goes.com, earthshipradio.com. Yeah. We're, we're, we're rolling. We are rolling in the, rolling in like the, a J in the Earl's. <laughs> No, but I was going to say, we play these tricks in our, our minds. It's almost like we do so much work and then all of a sudden, the second you have any downtime and you're walking around in a moment, yeah. you start yeah. going, what am I not doing that I should yes. be doing? What, yes. why, what could I do more? That's like this prodding thing. That that's just, was the feeling I had today. Yeah. That was, that's a dead on description of the feeling I had today. And, and you're right. It is. And I knew it was a fallacy. I know yeah. it's not a real feeling. Mm-hmm. I just... You know, I finished what it was that I was doing, and the the next step it just hasn't presented itself to me yeah. yet. Well, it gets you. It can also get you jazzed up too, because you can be it thinking can. about like, okay, you start examining everything you're doing, and then you know, oh, I'm gonna go do this thing, get to do podcasting, and yeah. you're gonna actually re- get to the goal. It's like kids knowing they're about to go on a field trip. You get all excited about yeah, it, you know. So yeah. it can kind of actually help your day by examining it. But it can. It it's can. when you let that prod keep stabbing you in the back. Because well, when you notice that when you notice that there's something different, and you're able to differentiate, you're just instead of living in the funk and being like something's just weird. What the fuck is yeah. going on? You're just like, <laughs> oh, I'm in a funk. And I know that I I know that I'm capable of not being in a funk mm-hmm. at a certain point, and then it's just kind of a, a waiting game at that point. Yeah. And and it really makes the the funk all, not all that bad anymore. Yeah. Once you recognize what it is, it's just the man behind the curtain. I mean, exactly. Sure, he can still scream at you and blow <laughs> smoke and fire and shit, but you you ultimately know it's still just a man behind the curtain. Just an old fool. Pulling cranks. I mean, it doesn't make levers. Bruce, it doesn't make Bruce Wayne any less awesome as Batman. But the second yeah. a supervillain knows Batman is Bruce Wayne, oh, that's true. Then it, it becomes a little bit less impressive because you know he is literally just a man at this point. That is true. Yeah, crazy, kind of huh? Disheartening. A little yeah. Bit. <laughs> see, see. You're like Bruce Wayne could legitimately die. Like he could. He's, he's still a man. <laughs> he could. He Unlike could. Superman, where you just you can't really kill Superman. Well, and if he dies, it's always for pretend. They bring him back it, somewhere. It's because of well, pretend. Well, you're right. I mean, they kind of they kind of did bring him back very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a period of six months or something like really? that. Really? The storyline. Yeah, Golly. yeah. When they did kill him, but that was back in like '93. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. They killed him, and uh, that was actually what got me into reading comic books. Damn. <clears throat> the first comic book I remember buying for myself, and my dad kind of picked it out. Like he pointed, he was like, There's the new Superman. You wanna grab that? And it was the, it was the death of Superman. Nice. That was literally the comic book I, I picked up and uh and it was a fantastic story. You're just it like, was, I just want to see the end, Dad. I just, just want to see, see the end. Die. <laughs> I don't want um, the build up. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh it was the that was a great book and then over this the span of the next six months they you know did the whole death and world without and return of the superman character yeah oh yeah i was i was gonna say uh alive inside.us sorry just uh check oh, is them that out. Their website? yeah if you go okay, there you so can see this, what they're doing exactly and is the this movie on netflix it is okay yeah. so everybody go watch that on netflix yeah We're, it's awesome i need to go check it out on netflix as well it's inspiring I documentaries it'll pull at your heartstrings that's good so i, I need my heartstrings tugged. i just 
I want to be a part of things like that. Like when I see stuff like that, it's so inspiring to think of how much work that I think I do. And then I watch a documentary and I go, I haven't done shit because people, people spend so many years of their lives not knowing what they're doing and they're experimenting with this, this concept. And all of a sudden it takes years. All of a sudden when the guy who was filming it pulls it together and says, Hey man, here's what we've got over three years. Yeah. And this is making a change. I mean, this is exposing something. This is doing something that is risky. It's risky to expose stuff like that, you know? Well, it is, but it's risky to expose anything. But it's, it's necessary. You know, I, I, <clears throat> well, without getting specific, I feel like one of the previous jobs I've held um, let me go for reasons very much like that. Not that they, not that I, I exposed anything or knew anything I wasn't supposed to know. I just, I, I got the distinct feeling that I wasn't willing to play ball, quote unquote, yeah. play ball, uh, in order to get ahead. And they just didn't, didn't want my t- brand of personality around, I suppose, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's fine. That's up to, up to them. And ultimately I'm, I'm really, really okay that I'm not there anymore. But um, it just kind of gave me a sense of people I didn't want to surround myself with anymore. It's so funny, man, you saying that because I, as I've been kind of doing random little researches on just stuff like corporations, like people who get elected into the spot, like it's so crazy to think that a lot of people who don't play that game that you're saying yeah. They do fire you. They do get rid of you because they want someone who, and it's not a team player. It's someone who will just do something for money. And it's not someone who's not going to ask questions, someone who's not going to slow the process down. And that process is acquiring as much money as possible. I watched Elysium yesterday. Have oh, you seen nice. That no, movie? I haven't. No. It's great. You should, you should, well, I, no, I won't say it's great. It was it was good. It was a it was a very good movie. It dealt with wow. That was a downgrade, Elysium. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah. I mean, because I there there were Took elements off an exclamation of exclamation point. There were elements of it that were very thin. I think there was an entire character that wasn't necessary. Which without that character, completely just thins out the entire movie. They might as well gotcha. not make the movie. So you know, it, it was kind of a weird balancing act for me. Mm. Um, but the uh there's a point in which like it's in a dystopian future he's working in a factory and i guess they're making robots and they have to irradiate these robots as their power source or whatever so he puts this he's building this thing and he puts the car to robots in this chamber and the door's closing and he's like you know gonna fire on 34 and it gets stuck and his boss is like you're gonna have to get in there and, and unstick it He's like, no, man, I'm not going to get in there. And he said, uh, you will, or I'm going to find somebody else who will. It's people like that that I don't want. I don't want to be either managing me or working for me because <laughs> or you running know, your planet, <laughs> right? Exactly. Or running, yeah, exactly. Within a hundred miles of me. Oh, it is it's, an interesting thing, man. Like, why, why, why? Where does that come from? You know. Spoilers. He goes in and ends up getting radiation, and he's he dies. dying. So I mean, it doesn't even matter. The, well, he didn't die there, but I mean, oh. that's why he needs to get to Elysium. That's the oh, that's gotcha. the catalytic moment, you know. So what what happens? I mean, did he keep his job there, or did he get fired and quit? Well, or? he was he was told he had five days to live, and that's when he was like, "Oh shit, oh, I got to get to Elysium because they can heal me." You know, it's where the elite of the world have fled to is this, you know, this crazy. Yeah. It's like halo. Okay. You know, so it's like uh, Stephen Hawking being told he had two years and lo and behold. Yeah. yeah. Well, many books later, many books later, many mind blown lectures later. And, uh, and, uh, a SAG award for best actor. Well done. Eddie Redmayne. 
Not he, Stephen Hawking. Not he Stephen Hawking. Did Hawk. not act in that well, movie. Well, <laughs> no, but I mean, you were acted by yeah. Eddie Redmayne. He so. killed it. He did a good job. Yeah, he did. He did do a, a pretty fantastic job. I'd give him a high five. <laughs> if he wasn't in character. Yeah, only if he wasn't in character. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't work. I'd end up slapping him in the face on accident. <laughs> Sorry, I thought there was going to be a resistance at some Wouldn't point. You, there was there was a period. I mean, I because I thought this was very humorous of us mm-hmm. when we were talking. We were in the movie. We were watching Theory of Everything, and there's a point in which there's a point in which it seems as if uh, they're talking or doing something, and Stephen and Jane are having some sort of disagreement, or she's upset about something, and we're thinking to ourselves. Now, wait a minute. Should he be, like, back sassing her? Because she could just leave his ass where he yeah. is, and he can't do anything about it. She like, bathes him. And then we, like, talked about this, so we were just, we were just getting really goofy with it. I, I, but then it would, it would take his dignity away, ultimately. It would. If, if it would. There couldn't be this equal thing, you know? But that's, you know, that's the thing is but, I think they loved each other and... As portrayed in the movie, if Stephen Hawking's sense of humor is anything like it it, it was in the film, mm. you know, he might at least laugh at something like that because yeah. he's got to understand the irony of something like that. Mm. And and the fact that he just does it anyways and doesn't give a shit and, and you know, is is as normal as as anybody else. Like we were saying that to the children, this was just dad. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, weird that their dad was going through this. It was just that what he was what he was going through, and then now he's seventy two years old. Well, it's got to be crazy too to be, you know, their whole love life of what made her fall in love with him was when he did have the use of his whole body, and then right. he was able to communicate with her using his words. Yeah, but then like more of their relationship was with him being in the wheelchair, being completely, Much more. you know, uh, he was. He had to use the machine. You know, yeah. he had to talk. What is that voice thing called? Um, they had a name for it. It's like a, I don't know. He like coined it or whatever. It's like this, right? Didn't they have to get permission to use the voice? Well, yes, all that stuff. <laughs> it, it's it's a. I, I don't remember where the the actual voice came from, but his particular box. I mean, I guess he has the same vocal synthesizer that he's had this entire yeah. time. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I don't exactly know why they would have had to ask permission if they can just go out and get the same thing. But yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it was, it was specifically programmed and you know, the, you'd have to program something the exact right way for it to sound exactly right. Yeah. It'd be it's, so crazy to look back, like say, say all of a sudden you or I become like, you know, I have to, I, I can't use my limbs anymore and I just go into the state where it's called ALS, Joe. There was a, a whole, well, right. there was a whole ice bucket challenge. Motor thing, neuron, you know. Yeah, Mo- yeah, exactly. Motor neuron disease. Um, disease. Uh, but imagine, like, forty years down the road, you you know me for forty more years, yeah. where I'm completely incapable of having a conversation with you, minus me using, if I could afford to even use one of those little voice mechanisms. It's called, but it's called Siri. Siri. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now it would be. Uh, oh, a million times easier, but it, it is but, crazy that you would you would live an entire life where you you would almost kind of remove yourself from knowing now. the original person. Yes, you know, yes. and it would be so crazy to have, especially p- two people in love, like <sighs> in a relationship. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like that would be just such a mind fuck. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine that, but I also couldn't imagine knowing somebody 
and, and you know what? I know it's going to happen because people do get old and people, this is what happens to people. But people that I would have known my entire life eventually getting old and getting sick and dying, you know, that's something I'm going to have to watch. But it's a natural end. Whereas something like what happened to Stephen Hawking, uh, they fell in love and then very quickly this happened. And it's like, yeah. oh shit. Like, she chose to stay. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't just going to ditch him. Yeah. And and he, I mean, he... I mean, but she had hope in the beginning. She the did out. have this hope that he would beat it, you know? Because at the beginning, that was that was a thing she yes. would reiterate to the doctors. But she, is, didn't, she didn't ever bring that back up. I don't understand. I mean, it, that little piece of it felt like a... Um, a it was an unjustified moment because they didn't do anything with it past... Like, she did have that blind... Uh, that blind confidence that he was going to overcome this, but she never really talked more about it. All she really hit, you know, with with some certainty was that he he needed to survive. We need to do everything that we can mm-hmm. in order to to make him survive and keep his brain functioning at, and active because that was the most important thing to him. And we yeah. we knew that from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it she was the most important person in his world, but I think the most important thing in his world was, mm-hmm. uh, you know. What he was doing, his 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 science and yeah. numbers and all that kind of stuff, and that's crazy too. It's like hopefully, hopefully, I'm not completely wrong. Steve. No, maybe you know. uh, <laughs> like, I'm not coming on to the show anymore. But he probably wouldn't sound like that. No, uh, no I'm kidding. Um, he would just send an email. <laughs> no, uh, it, it, but it, it's crazy. It's like getting back to those memories because I always think about how how hard it is to remember stuff like certain things when you're young. Like you know, I'm only 32, but it's like thinking back when I was eight. What was I doing when I was eight? Like what was what you know? I don't necessarily know. I know little chunks and pieces of yeah. like moments. Yeah. But I know like you know having watched that documentary on the music and it's like, wow, you get someone who doesn't remember any of their memories and all of a sudden it's just like, say in 40 years, all of a sudden I listen to a, I don't know, a Jimmy Eat World song or something nice. so stupid, but it's like, you listen to one of those songs yeah. and what is that going to unlock to me in my college years, you know, when I was oh, younger, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like yes. that is what it does is it, it opens a door and says, remember this moment? Yeah. That's what I, that's what I, I kind of feel whenever I listen to things like Motley Crue or Kiss. Like mm-hmm. that was the that was Rat, the music, yeah. Pantera. Rat, oh yeah, I mean uh, that talking to Rick, like hearing him talk about all these things, brings me back to a a, a little bit of a college time because yeah. that was the kind of music I I was listening to. Uh, wow, so you were like a hard rocker? No, no, classic I was, rock. Or I was whatever? just late. I was late to the game of of discovering that kind of music. Gotcha, you know, because yeah, yeah. my dad was a classic rock guy, so yeah. I, we would always be listening to classic rock. And my mom was is, is a classical. You know, is mostly the only radio that or talk radio like NPR um, would be the only thing she would listen to on the radio most of the time. So I never really was exposed to. You know, Motley Crue or yeah. Rolling Stones or Aerosmith or Man. anything like that up until, you know, early years of college. You kind of had to discover that on your own Yeah, accord. kind of, which, which I, I appreciate. I And now I appreciate that music. It doesn't mm-hmm. hold the emotional um, connection for me uh, so much as it... It, it became some of the very first music I knew that I appreciated because I appreciated it. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I was like, oh, I do, I know I like this. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, well, this is just all I've really listened to because it's been all that's that's really been on, you know? Yeah. Dude, did, did your dad... Doo-doo. 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 Take a doo-doo. Um, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> God damn it. 
That was good. Derailed. That was good. Um, does your dad, like, did he listen to the bands that he worked for? Like, you know, like we all listen no, to Eric Clapton, a li- you know, in our own way. Not everybody listens to him, but like at some point, yeah. you know, I feel like yeah. at some point we come across as Americans, Eric Clapton's music somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. But my, did he listen to it? My mom did. My mom, nice. whenever he was on tour, she, she for probably for... I don't know how much of it would have been for her benefit, but mostly for my benefit at that point, because I was probably two and three years old, she would be playing like the the old cassette tapes of the Bee Gees oh, music wow. because that's who my dad yeah. was out with at the time. That's cool. You know, that's and, crazy. I, and I don't remember it ever being specifically for that reason, and I don't remember her ever specifically bringing that up. Yeah, you know, or or me making that connection. She probably um, didn't really think about it. No, I she mean, just it got just, the music for free was. and just yeah, popped exactly. it in. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she she had the connections. Your dad comes home with a satchel full of awesome <laughs> they records. They paid me in tapes again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Looks like I gotta get looks like I gotta get the lawnmower back out. <laughs> oh shit. Oh yeah, you couldn't survive off of tapes. Well yeah. maybe you could if they were like these uh if they were well at the time. If you were running a radio station, you could. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, you know, I think old Eric Clapton, Ozzy Osbourne tapes would be worth a lot of money now, but maybe yeah. I don't know, maybe not. I don't, they, well, I don't it know depends on how well they were kept. I, yeah, I don't know because yeah. all the music is available digitally now, anyways. That's true. So no, it's probably cassette tapes are probably not worth anything close to even what vinyls worth. And who the hell wants to uh, carry around all that shit anymore? You know, nobody. I'd rather carry it all around on my iPhone. We're trying to lighten the load. Lighten you know, in many different ways. I do love like putting on vinyls though. I mean, there's something about playing like if I had a tape deck, I would buy some tapes and stuff. And yeah. I did buy it. The last tape I bought was Super Duper, Josh, who produced uh, my last EP. Nice. But he put out he puts out great stuff. But nice. Um, I bought one of his little cassette tapes and played it in my car for a couple of days. That's it was pretty great. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Anyway, I don't know if that's. I guess I kind of embellished a little more on. No, on no, that. that's a, that's okay. It's, it might be a, a perfect beep beep moment. Okay, deep dark secret time. Joe used to work at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That's a very ham-fisted segue from what we were talking about to this next topic. But it's okay. Yeah, the we other can day, do whatever the hell we want. I ran across an article that was uh, some some interesting facts about some of our favorite and massive conglomerate corporate department store and franchise coffee franchise houses okay you interested in hearing them yeah we got uh things about starbucks mcdonald's and walmart oh and they're pretty big i've heard a lot of nasty things these are things that i i didn't know i and you might have known them you know being a a former partner or somebody who's just a little bit more uh pay you know pays i I was better attention to the world than i do well i worked with them for about five years and i kind of I kind of jumped on when they were really starting to ramp up. Like they're yeah. already pretty huge. Yeah. But like they were really, I mean, dude, I mean, there was a, what do you call that? When a place is like a company is just plopping themselves down everywhere. Remember like what Walmart, Walmart. was doing? They were just <laughs> yeah. going to every small town, just yeah. bam, 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 well, changing I mean, the whole structure of a city. Yes. And then, and then abandoning them. Absolutely. When, when their lease ran. Absolutely. Out. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, it's such a, it's it's like fracking. Well, it, it puts it would what it does is they would take this product, put it in a small town, and destroy all the other industries that the existed. Self sustainability. So the all town. the mom and pops. I mean, they couldn't. No one can survive right. if a Walmart comes to your town. You know, and, and right. 
it's it's pretty crazy. But at the same time, they they were offering something access to everything because that's what Walmart is. They would bring everything from China into this one little warehouse, and everyone and from the small town the could yeah. go get it. You know, so I yeah. mean. Well, then Starbucks. Starbucks is kind of the same way. I had no idea what any anything other than coffee was mm-hmm. until Starbucks. Yeah, you know, cappuccino I might have heard of, but you know, lattes and americanos and frappuccinos and <laughs> you know, I don't know whatever. The it's hell not else espresso, made. guys. Uh, just for all of you who think is who thinks it's espresso, that is one thing. If you go buy coffee places, it's espresso. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but you know. But if you, you don't want the baristas making funny right. behind your back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You won't be correct. So before we get into this, then, it would be more if to your benefit if you're a company that has more positives. Yeah. And these are kind of the things you don't want on your... Well, they, they're, they're, uh, some of them are uh, are definitely things that are would be, you know, tarnishes on, on at least what I would consider a reputation. But a, a lot of them are kind of just surprising facts, like okay. Starbucks. Um do you know that Starbucks has added an average of two stores on a daily basis since 1987? Damn, I did not know that. That's, I mean, that's fast growth. That is fast growth. Two stores daily. I mean, I worked for, I worked at two separate stores that opened within like a year of each other. Really? And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's insane, man. Like watching the turnover at those places now. Yeah. It I'm used just, to be, I don't know. I'm they, surprised whenever my sister has been been to a number of different Starbucks's and uh, surprised. I'm surprised at how many of them are. Oh yeah, this is a brand new store. And then there was one. Her her most recent one was a pretty old store that had yeah. been around probably a good 15 years. I don't know. I mean, it's been yeah. you know around for a little while. So she's worked in her fair share. But but you know the people will put a Starbucks anywhere. Well, it's crazy to think like one of the stores that was brand new when I opened Apparently, it. Yeah, it's in its 11th year. Like it's you know what I mean. Like it was brand new when I was working there and it was like, we were trying to figure out how to get this thing machine running the best way we could. Yes. And then, you know, all of a sudden the corporate stuff kind of sweeps in where they really, they, they, there was a time where they really started locking down on the structure of, of, yeah. And, and I, I believe that's what kind of turned them into a a place that the turnover is just bigger. They, they don't do what they did in the earlier days with their employees and how they treated everybody. But anyway. They've done a lot of good things too, so I can't say. They well, haven't. they they treat their employees fairly well, from yeah. what I from from what I yeah. Found. They were always very they very spend solid more money that. they spend spend more money on health insurance for their employees every year than they do on coffee beans because they want to keep growing and you got to have healthy employees. If you want. <laughs> well, and and you know what? That's I, I was reading a book uh, that that claims not claims they they put forward that that's why Southwest Airlines is so is so successful because in addition to actual customer comfort they treat their employees right and and you know they it causes them to stick around yeah um, Santa Fe Springs California has the highest concentration of Starbucks with 560 stores within 25 miles that's ridiculous 560 stores Within okay. 25 miles. Now imagine, okay, because I think about this all the time, dude. Like, coffee is an addi- it's an addiction. It is. So imagine that as five crack, five hundred and something crack houses within a 25 minute. That would be just as equally. That's a, equally as startling to me as seeing that many Starbuckses. Yeah. If you're if you're just talking about an addiction, like yes, one obviously would keep you from ripping your hair out in a, in a line and itching your skin off into a yeah. blade pulp, but yeah. 560. But you, <laughs> but you know lot. what I mean? Like, and that's, that, that, 
I wonder what New York City. It's that's even more than New York City. Yeah, Santa Fe Springs, California, highest concentration. I imagine Damn. this is in the country. It, no, actually, it's not because a lot of these facts are worldwide. So it might be in the world. When that's kind of just overwhelming to think about. This looks like it was. Uh, I don't have a. I don't have a. Uh, 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 a date on this, but I do know that the the latest uh, chronologically, the latest fact on here is 2013. So this gotcha. might be two years old. Okay, um, so there could be 200 more stores in yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> well, there more than like a lot more than that. I Are imagine. the two a days happening right there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just just it. Um, Starbucks opened its first store in Beijing in 1999. And there are now okay. So whenever this article was written, there were three hundred and sixty, uh, three hundred seventy-six stores in China. They expect it to reach a thousand by twenty fifteen. So what are they at now? Uh, we're I, at twenty fifteen. We're in twenty fifteen. So they must they must be getting close to a thousand if they if they stayed on target. I'm sure whatever goal they wanted to reach, they reached it. Especially because of coffee, it's such a high demand product. Right. It's crazy. Um, do you know how many ounces are in a tall? Ooh, I don't remember. Okay, it's 12 ounces in a tall. Yeah. 16 in a grande. 24 in yeah. the... Uh, 24 in the venti. In the venti. And do you know how many how many ounces of beverage are in a Trenta? Oh, shit. 30. Oh, okay. 30 ounces of liquid. Damn. And there's an 8 ounce okay. that was the original. Wait, Trenta's a real drink? Trenta is it? a real drink. It's oh a real size. Yeah. And people get like Trenta Frappuccinos and Trenta like... Sugar, like you get, like like like. Okay, next time you get a Trenta or you get a, even a Venti, take that coffee, hold it up next to your stomach, and I, realize that entire <laughs> thing has to be processed through your stomach. Funny you should say that because the very next fact is the Trenta is slightly bigger than your stomach with the capacity to hold nine hundred and sixteen milliliters. The stomach, on average, has a capacity of nine hundred milliliters. Damn. So what is it like the that what is it, the Pop Rocks and soda kind of thing? Do you just drink and all of a sudden, I guess your stomach yeah. says, no more. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, starts... that's, that's projectile vomiting right there. <laughs> Dude, that's insane to me. Uh, the Starbucks cinnamon chip scone has more calories than a McDonald's quarter pounder. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a quarter pounder. Note to self, don't ever eat that. I mean, uh, <laughs> do you want to take a guess as to how many gallons of milk a year Starbucks goes, goes through? Um... Okay, maybe how many it, how many cows titties it, have been yanked? Let's make it easier. How many millions of gallons of milk do you suppose they go through? My guess is two hundred and fifty million a year. Ninety three million gallons of milk. Shit. Ninety three million gallons, dude. Every every uh, every working day at Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, I would at least personally crush one to two gallons just in my shift alone. Really? Yeah. Man, what was the most ordered uh, drink? That you would make at a Starbucks. Do you remember? Probably the caramel macchiatos or mochas <laughs> or vanilla lattes. Because that's the only thing I know how to say. It's vanilla lattes, sugar-free vanilla lattes, mochas, and caramel macchiatos were the most, I, I would say, highly ordered drinks. Okay. Yeah. okay. And then black coffee was always a pretty, I, uh, pretty big hit. Nine, 95% of the time, that's all I ever get. And then I would say like the early crowd, like school kids and stuff, they, they drink those frappuccinos like nobody's business. Of course they so do. Of course they the do. Highest, um, like the highest time that we'd make those would be before school, like when people would come in on their way to school. Parents would buy that shit for their child going to school. 
like here's a frappuccino before you go to school. Oh, I'm not kidding, God. dude. It's insane shit. Oh. And then after school, like That's kids pathetic. were just compiling in for a fucking, you know, strawberries Jeez. and cream or whatever. And I'm not going to lie. Those things were good and they were addicting. Look at all the chemicals that go into them. What's, the, what's the best thing you've had from Starbucks? The and, best and drinks. We'll just, we'll just use air quotes. Best. The best drinks were the ones I would make. Like okay. I would make my own little, you know, I'd get like a small little coffee saucer, yeah. whatever. And then I would put a, sh- a shot of espresso in it mm-hmm. and then a little bit of steamed soy milk. And then usually like a, like a, like a little bit of honey or a squirt of like, uh, like cinnamon hmm. something, you know, I would always yeah. just make my own little concoction. Sometimes I would add like a li- like a half a drop of, I, I got re- pretty tedious. I got breaking bad, right? <laughs> you got breaking no, bad. No, but I would do like a little squirt of like white mocha sometimes and then nice. like a half a squirt of uh, cinnamon nice. with a couple shots and some soy milk and damn it. Nice. But terrible. That's when I gained most of my weight was working at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. I imagine it's, a, it's a, a very easy place to do that. And I lost it. Dude, I gained like, seriously, working there, I gained like 25 pounds. Ooh. Yeah. Freshman 15. Just sugar, 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 yeah. sugar. I mean, two drinks a set, like every time I'll go in a shift, you get two drinks for your breaks and stuff. A uh, Starbucks Grande coffee has 320 milligrams of caffeine, over four times the amount of caffeine in a Red Bull. Damn, dude, I did not know that. Four times. Jesus. Yeah, it's bizarre. So why are people drinking Red Bull? So these are about McDonald's. Just a waste of time. Well, exactly, exactly. These these next facts are about McDonald's. Okay. McDonald's daily customer traffic, 62 million, is daily customer traffic is more than the population of Great Britain. That's insane to me. An entire country visits a McDonald's daily. That's absolutely ridiculous. It makes sense, though, man. It's cheap-ass gross food. You know, people are going to sell up for it. They sell more than 75 hamburgers every second. Damn. <laughs> I mean, weren't they at one point, like, didn't they have a conveyor system? Like a, uh, like the original McDonald's, didn't they have it yes. on conveyor where they you know like I don't know about conveyors. I just think he he had he had pretty much perfected the assembly line, yeah. Which you know is a it's but that's what it was. It was the assembly. You got your stations and you are working the fry and then you put the patty over there and then they put the the shit on the bun and they yeah. you know do the squirt squirt. <laughs> I don't. That's need the to ketchup say that. or the mayonnaise or the it's uh, the secret secret sauce. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um. The $8.7 billion in revenue from a franchise store alone makes McDonald's richer than Mongolia. Mm, Mongolia, what do you say about that? It's a country. Mm, you guys ex- upset about it? They're probably like, that's, okay. that's an okay statistic against us. We, we are quite disgusted by that number. So Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> they can have it. McDonald's yeah, can have it. They can have it. McDonald's iconic golden archers are more recognized than the cross. Oh, wow. Like the cross. Like the cross of Christ? The cross. Well, we should start worshiping the golden arches. Looks like uh, Ronald McDonald is our Lord and Savior. We're sucking (laughs) on the teat. (laughs) Jeez. You don't want to suck on Ronald's teat. The Queen of England owns a retail park which has a drive-thru McDonald's. Oh, wow. So technically the Queen of England owns a McDonald's. Interesting. I wonder if she eats it. I was going to say, I I wonder if she's ever been there. Um, from 2011 to 2013, McDonald's planned to open one restaurant every day in China. You know, it's crazy to me. Period. How do you, how do you not look at that and think of all the shit that you're going to create that by doing that? How do you not see that and go, what we've already done is enough. Now we are just psychotic 
rampage driven. Like it's fucking insane for my brain to even think about that. Well, uh, I mean, I, it's not so insane for my brain to think about that, but I also am smart enough and logical enough and, and humane enough to know that rapid expansion in it, to these numbers that's like an endless expansion because you can always get more money out of people and you can always grow and you can always grow. I don't see that as, but I know, as like, the right way to do anything ever. The people at the very top of the corporate structures of that business, I mean, you know they're just salivating like hearing numbers like that. Like, yeah. yes, yeah, so much yeah. money. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's pathetic know. is what it is. Um, Here's here is here's the last fact on that list for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Americans alone consume one billion pounds of beef at McDonald's in a year. Not this guy. Five and a half million <laughs> head of cattle. Wow. Five and a half million. Oh, dude, you know what you just did? Hmm. You just gave me a reason to say I'm not part of that list. Nice. I'm not in that list. Yeah, you, we can we can applaud you, everybody. No, 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 I'm not saying that. Give, but that's give Joe a round of the applause. The Come on. <laughs> but that's the thing, dude. Is like when I read or see a documentary or see the shit where I'm all of a sudden they someone throws me in this big number and I go, wow, I'm contributing to that. Like that to me in my own small way was me going, I, yeah, I I'm not a part I of that. I'm not a part of that, that. number anymore. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I'm not a part of that gross amount of beef being consumed number. It's an insane amount of beef. It is. Just from one entity. Dude, that's pretty crazy. It is pretty pretty disgusting. You're absolutely right. But, you know, anyway. I got a couple about Walmart, and then we can, uh, then yeah. we can close around, dude. Wally w- World. Walmart is bigger than Home Depot, Kroger, Target, Sears, Costco, and Kmart combined. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, there I are not more Walmarts than <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, seven, six. I need to learn how to count. One, Each in two, their own three, right four, are six huge. different. Yeah, they are. They're, I mean, but apparently not. Not apparently huge enough. Apparently not. There are, I know of more Targets in the immediate vicinity where we live than I do Walmarts. That mm-hmm. That's a little surprising to me. An interesting thing about play, like companies this big is if you go look at their, uh, follow their money lines, and then you realize like, wow, they do almost become like these monopolies. Yeah. Because they can do whatever they want. They can shut down any other, you know, competition, you know, but obviously Target and Target and other companies like that are doing all right on their own right. But did you hear Canada's shutting down all their Targets? No. They're shutting every Target store down in Canada. Wow. Why? They ain't growing Wal- like they Walmart. wanted to. I mean, the only reason a company would shut down is because right. they were either kicked out of a, co- a country or uh, they're making cutbacks. I suppose so, you're right. That's you know what I mean? Right. Like that's that that makes sense now hearing that statistic. Yeah. You know, and soon after, all the other ones will crumble too. And that's how Monopoly is uh, conquered. That's how you win Monopoly. Absolutely, for real. That is. I know. Oh, it's I know. interesting. If Walmart was an army, it would have the second largest military in the world. <laughs> I mean... Of people just standing around in blue shirts, looking uh, around, <laughs> and not really knowing why everyone's crazy in these stores. In 2009... Uh, do you want to take a guess? In 2009, what is the single product that sold more than any other item? In Walmart. 2009. You've got a lot to go for. Okay, well, let me... Let me uh, 2009, 2009. Let's, let's, let's get in the, the Wayback Machine. The garden hose. I'm kidding. No, I would say uh-huh. I would go with. It better not be those fucking McDonald's connected to them, and nope. they're including them. Okay, no, nope. no. Nope. Nope. I was gonna say they win every time. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. No. Um, 
Which a lot of Walmarts do partner with McDonald's. They do. They so. do. They also partner with Starbucks. Yep. Um, no, okay. excuse me. That's Target. Target partners with Starbucks. But Starbucks absolutely will be looking elsewhere if yeah. uh, tar- Target can't pull it together, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. What would be the 2009 product? I would say, let me guess. I got to throw this out there. Uh, Anything. Uh, basketballs. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Uh, bananas. 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 Just a random fact. In 2009, Walmart sold more bananas Damn. than any other item. It's got a banana fiends going on. Yeah, yeah. Banana addictions. One out of every $4 Americans spend on groceries is spent at Walmart. Damn. The Walton family has given away 2% of its net worth to charity. 2%. Probably to their own created charity funds. 2%. <laughs> Bill Gates is giving away 48% of his net worth, and Warren Buffett, 78% of his net worth. Look at what charities they go into, and uh, it becomes interesting. Although I did hear the Nerdists, uh, the Nerdist did a podcast with Bill Gates about the Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, at least they're at least the the PR they're putting out there about what they're doing is is interesting. Isn't it funny, like how you know, because it, it shouldn't be one person to change. Well, it's going to have to be like we are all important people here, but. Like, what were you saying the other day? Like, poverty? We could end poverty. It's like $38 billion or something ridiculous. Yeah, it, yeah. And you you think about how much fucking money certain people have, and they set up all these charity organizations, or they set up all these things, and they're going to do all these accolades, and they get libraries and schools named after them. And you're going, wait a minute. You could just end poverty now. Yeah. You and you, this guy who happens to be your friend, because there's pictures of you two together. Yeah. Like, what else exists that doesn't end poverty? That's the thing that I'm always so curious about. It's like, it does sound amazing. It's like, yeah, you're giving $40 billion to charity. Yeah. But then the charities are your own created yeah. charities. I yeah. mean, it's all in-house. I mean, you, you no longer can say, oh, I'm just giving this to this other entity. You're keeping no, it in but, your own branch. But it depends on what it is that you're actually doing. And if you if you have somebody who can be an honorable humanitarian with what they're doing, even if you do give things to your own charities, if if all of what you're giving is the uh, like operating costs of of ending what you know the water shortage in the world mm-hmm. or or ending that kind of stuff i yeah. mean that i you know it's not you don't have to give to other existing entities if you have the ideas and sure. and the the, the bankroll to create something that it that would work yeah. you know which which i i'm a little bit curious now uh just kind of about what charities are out there and what yeah. what foundations people are cuz i think it just frustrates me knowing like people like him understand how the world is how the world works yeah and it's almost like we're putting band-aids on on things that no one wants to face you know right and so yeah. that's just, that's just I I know it's an amazing noble thing and I would never like sit there and ever think someone who's trying to bring water to somebody or trying to better someone else's life through their own money that they created. Right. right. You know, I, I just I would never sit there and, and think that that's not a good deed. It's just Yeah. when you know certain things how can you not face that dragon, you know? Yeah, I I didn't necessarily agree with what all that I heard Bill Gates saying, but I do you know, he he is at least doing something. Yeah, he is for at sure. least putting his money where his mouth is. Um, but a band aid or or you know a temporary fix, yeah, that's that's pretty much all that's going to happen. Yeah. you know, at, at this moment, just because, yeah, it's it's there's a bigger 
It was a bigger issue. Yeah. Dude, that's some fascinating shit. I did not know that about Just those companies. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, these, are, these are things that the next time I go to Starbucks, I will, I will think about the fact that I'm consuming more caffeine than if I was to drink a Red Bull. <sighs> than if I were to drink four Red Bulls. That's true. I, well, you're right. I shouldn't. I should be going to. Well, no, you should do whatever you want. But. Other com- but I mean, uh, coffee shops, uh, you know, in general. It does make me think, and it makes me realize, like, when I hear statistics like that, it's, I would prefer now to go, which I do already. I don't, I don't, man, I think the last time I went to a Starbucks was only because there's so much other coffee places around here now. Yeah, like in yeah. LA, there's just little spots here and there. So you don't have, I don't have to go there, but, um, it is interesting to go, man, I get to now spend this much of my money if I go here or I go to this restaurant or whatever it is instead of putting it here yeah. because now that's the power of that funneled money to this other entity that is yeah. not that entity. So yeah. it's crazy, man. It I is. didn't realize how addicted people were to coffee. Like that's a startling number, man. It, they, they, coffee. Coffee is a startling thing for me yeah. to hear that people are addicted to because it's – it's caffeine. a drink that's shoved in everybody's faces, but then again, so was cigarettes back in the day, and so was yeah. alcohol, and and now it's kind of you know you do see alcohol advertisements and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but they're they're not handled in the same way. It's not like everybody should be drinking beer and this yeah. that. It just makes it seem sexy, and and you know whatever. However, they're selling they're using sex to sell everything, anyways. But you don't see cigarette commercials anymore. You don't yeah. see any sort of advertising for cigarettes anymore. Like those old like nineteen thirties posters of. You know, forties posters. I mean, hell, of, uh, even the, the babies late, late eighties, early nineties. I remember still seeing the Marlboro Man. Yeah, you know the the cowboy up on the billboards yeah. with the fucking cigarettes and and stuff. I'm I for one am not am not sad to have seen that kind of stuff go because yeah. it literally was poisoning people. We didn't. We don't need to advertise it. People are doing it on their own. And now they're finding out the e-cigarette thing is tainted with all the formaldehyde they're finding in the... Uh, no way. Yeah. Dude, no it's worse way. than a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Nah. Oh, yeah. Maybe for formaldehyde. But there's well, not yeah. all of that other shit Yeah, in but the you're talking about some crazy shit that people... That's the thing that gets me all the time. It's like... Because I, 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 the people who are smoking an e-cigarette and right. stuff, they're people who are really trying to figure out a way to, to wean themselves into a new direction. Right. And so it, like people that use them, yes, it, they don't s- smell anymore like cigarettes. Um, it's not as intrusive around other people. And then it's always usually this, this in-between step to quitting, you know? Yes. But then all of a sudden you get this blow finding out there's all this shit hidden inside of it. Uh, and granted nicotine, it's not good for your body, but, right. but like formaldehyde, all of a sudden you realize you're taking in this insane amount of chemical from something that is purposely put in there hmm. that people know they're doing. So what the hell do you do with that? And how do you like, you can't even console people with that. Cause you know, say you're trying to quit and then all of a sudden you find that out. Yeah. Are you going to go back to cigarettes? Are you just going to quit Probably. the whole thing altogether? You know? So it's just like how many people are going to regress back into hmm. that other habit versus actually pers- trying to pursue quitting or. I need to look this up. You know, it's interesting, man. It's I really crazy shit up. that's come out in the last week. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, yeah. pretty fascinating. But yeah, you know. everybody, everybody else, go look this up. Go if you if you smoke or know anybody that smokes, and and what we were talking about interests you, go uh, go check it out. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. we'll have found something and can put it on the website. Yeah, and look up everything we're talking about too, because we're still researching a lot of the yeah. shit, and it's it, it is mind blowing. I would say veer towards the positive stuff, like the yeah. like the. 
uh, alive inside kind of stuff. Like yes, that shows yes, you definitely. the truth, I think, in in the potential of, of humans, like well, especially humans any, we think are gone. You if know? you have anything else to add to to the goodness of humanity that you want to share, please, uh, you know, hit us yeah. up on Twitter. Yeah, we are always looking for it. And Hi underscore dare. I've actually got something else. I'll, I'll probably tweet out a, a link to a, a pretty kick-ass gardening um, documentary that I nice. uh, my brother my brother showed me, and That's it's cool. uh, it's going to be pretty incredible for everybody. You should uh, you guys should check that out. You can put your weed in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. Well, dude, it was a uh, happy twenty-one, man. In the show, yeah, we yeah. Go crack a crack a beer. <laughs> yeah, we can drink now. Yeah, we uh-huh. can do it. That's something I want to veer away from. For we're a gonna while. go. Uh, we're gonna get wasted, faced. Yeah. So thanks for hanging with us, guys. Thanks, thanks for uh, checking us out this week. And uh, and again, if you've listened to all of these episodes, hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. We'll uh, we'll buy you a beer. How yeah, about that? If totally. you if you can come out to California, if you're or if you don't drink beer, we'll do something else. We'll do maybe, something healthy. We maybe something we'll else. we'll PayPal you. You nice. know, or we can do a selfie and like print it out and. I don't yeah. know. That's fucking ridiculous. I don't think anybody wants that. Do you think anybody wants that? I don't know. They might. <laughs> you never know. Larry McNinney emailed <laughs> us like 17 yeah! times. <laughs> oh, man. So for this week on Hi Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe, and research everything you want to know. We gotta, we gotta go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at high underscore dare. And be sure to check us out online at entertheelftree.com for all you old school dot comers. 